Hey guys, welcome to uh, the Iconoclast Review podcast episode number 2.5. I'm your host, J.D. Graves. We got a special treat for you today. Due to a family situation in another state, I won't be able to give you guys a full episode. So no news today, uh, but there will be a story. Uh, this is the revenge of a, from Nor of a Hard Place story that uh, we did a couple of weeks ago. Thanks to Rock and a Hard Place magazine, Roger Noakes and company for helping put that together. Uh, my performance was not very uh, technically uh, well received due to some network issues. So I decided that what I'm going to do is I would re-record it. And so here is a performance of my Switchblade uh, number eight piece, Wally Steakhouse. Be sure to tune in next week uh, when we have a story by Charlotte Platt. That was uh, an honorable mention for the best British sci-fi stories. But this week, a mini episode, Wally Steakhouse. Take care, guys. I tell you, this place is all pickup trucks and mud flaps. I ordered a house salad at the hotel and got a head of lettuce covered in cheese whiz. Instead of a fork, they gave me two strips of bacon and told me to dig in. And I'm the idiot, too, because I did so thinking there got to be something that resembles what I ordered at the bottom of this culinary travesty. But no, it broke my heart and gave me heartburn at the same time. I went to the Walmart for an antacid and got exposed to the vast array of neck tattoos and the frail pajama-clad women who love them. Seriously? Is every eligible bachelor in this town a felon, or is it only the cute ones? No wonder you people marry your cousins at 15. If you wait any longer, they'll be tried as an adult. This is the only place I know where you graduate from high school and your parents throw a baby shower. I've been to your waffle shop, and yes, every waitress there had high mileage and balding tires, but at least they weren't barn animals. I mean, not until you got them alone in the dark and they start peeling off their onion gook. I think her name was Caitlin or Callie or Katie, whatever. She taught me a thing or two about lovemaking. I swear, it's the first time I've ever contracted hemorrhoids as an STD. I went to the doctor and described my symptoms. He said, I had cat scratch fever. And I told him, I hadn't been with no cat, and hell with him for thinking so. He said cat stood for Catherine, and everybody knew in town to stay clear of the village tricycle. I asked if he meant village bicycle, and he said, no. The city council stopped letting her ride those since she kept falling off, uh, fell falling off with her legs spread at school crossings. How dare she, I said, and the doctor looked me over queer. I said, she was fun, but I had no idea she was perverted. Not at first, at least. You gotta be soft in the head to do a thing like that. This doctor shook his own head and said, she's not soft in the head, she's got a soft spot on her head. She's supposed to wear a helmet, for her own protection. But one good collision and she'll be blubbering around this town for a week, showing everyone her panties. So, anyways, you probably all know why I'm here by now. I mean, it's a small town. Word travels fast when there's nothing else to talk about. Besides crazy Catherine and her soft spot for exposure. I've been in show business since before I can remember. I've seen all 50 states and various states of consciousness, and I'm here to tell you that Stackhouse, Texas, is one of the most pleasant and quaint burgs I've ever been contractually stuck in for a week. My agent Barney floated the idea of convincing a small town to retitle itself Steakhouse for the world premiere of my new movie, To Sir With Prunes. I told him, Barney, there's no way on God's green earth you'll find a place dumb enough to waste taxpayer money to change the name of their town for a movie. I always thought salt of the earth people, like yourselves, had better fiduciary sense. Boy, was I wrong. I tell you, it reminds me of when I divorced my first wife for the second time. I told myself everything will be different this go-around, and it sure was. I wasn't flat broke anymore. She took me for half of everything. 
I mean, she did that the first time too, but back then, half of nothing was nothing. I gotta do little stunts like this public appearance here to make up for it. My producer, Marty Goldberg's telling me to wrap it up, but before I let you get back to swapping wives or whatever it is you do here at the Stackhouse Chamber of Commerce luncheon, I'd like to thank a very humble and gracious member of your community. Mr. Mayor, you opened your home to me and my film crew. You've got a very friendly family. Your wife went out of her way to make the boys feel at home, and thank God your daughter applied the penicillin cream afterwards. If she hadn't, that infection would have stuck around for weeks. Wally's microphone went silent as I pulled him from the podium. He kept squawking that he wasn't finished, but I couldn't hear him exactly over the shouting of the audience. We barely made it out of there with our lives. Some crowd, Wally said, unfazed that I'd be on damage control for the next three days. What were you thinking? I shouted, jamming on the car starter. You promised to be nice in there. Wally just shrugged. I got nervous. The whole way back to the hotel, I refused to speak to Wally. He kept going on and on, but I didn't budge. In the elevator, he asked for his medicine. I told him he had to follow me to my room. I unzipped the bag and loaded a fresh needle. You're a pal, Marty, a real pal. Do you mind if I take care of this here? I hate needles, but his checks pay my rent, so I said yeah and stepped out for the elevator. Immediately, immediately, my phone rang. It was the stackhouse mayor. My ear hurt from the screeching static. On my way down, he wanted to know many things, first being when we were leaving town. I told him our contract with the Stackhouse Bijou wasn't up until Sunday afternoon. I said, no, we won't be leaving earlier than that. I said, well, you don't become a world-famous comedian without telling a few jokes. I said, Wally's told a few stinkers in his time, but it's all in good fun. I said, well, everyone knows he is a shock comic. More screeching static in my ear. I said, no, I don't believe your wife has chlamydia. I said, no, I don't think anyone else would believe that either. I said, well, I don't think I should know that something about her. It would be violating HIPAA laws. I said, no, Wally will not be available for a conference at City Hall today. I said, no, he's not leaving the hotel, not even to eat. I'll see to it personally. Obviously, Wally had touched a nerve. I figured I'd give Wally a few more minutes to finish up, so I saddled up to the bar, a small faux tiki hut in the corner of the lobby. There were three bottles on the shelf, all unlabeled, and no beer taps. The lobby clerk doubled as the bartender. The sloth slowly traversed the twenty feet between the two. What can I do for you? The man asked. Can I get one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer? He blinked at me. Turned slower than Christmas to the shelf and gestured. What you see is what you get. I nodded and pointed at the unmarked bottle. Uh, what's that? The man shrugged. One way to find out. What if it's drain cleaner? The man shrugged again. One way to find out. What do people usually order here? The man shrugged once more and I gave up and went back to the elevator. On my floor, I saw Wally had left my door open. There was no sign of him. Thank God, I thought. After what he pulled this morning, I needed a break. The phone rang, and I ended the call without answering it. I silenced it and lay on the bed. The white ceiling blurred into peaceful darkness. I finally managed to escape myself completely when I heard the banging on the door. Police! A voice called. Open up! I scrambled out of sleep, confused. I opened the door. The cop wore a white Stetson, a beige shirt, and a close-cropped mustache. His green eyes squinting to points as he drawled, Are you Marty Goldberg? Yeah, I said groggily. What's the trouble, officer? 
I've got a warrant for the arrest of Wallace Stevenson. Who? I asked, still not awake. A.K.A. Wally Steakhouse. You're his agent, ain't you? No, I shook my head. I'm his producer, handler, underpaid assistant. Not his agent. The officer looked over my head. Is Wally with you now? No, officer, I said, and closed the gap of the door. Wait, what are the charges? The officer darkened. He's wanted for sexual turpitude. I couldn't help but laugh. Okay, okay, get it. I get it. Very funny, Wally. I stuck out the I stuck my head out the door to see where the old bastard was hiding. The cop jabbed two fingers into my sternum. This is no laughing matter, son. I got mad. Easy, boss hog. You can cool it with the local cop routine. I know Wally put you up to it. How much is he paying you? A hundred bucks? It's very convincing, but don't quit your day job at the grocery store. Do we have a problem here, Mr. Yankee Goldberg? Yeah, I said. I got a bit player trying to use his community college method acting chops to ruin my day, and it ain't working. A sickening smile broke out under his mustache. I'd watch how I spoke to the law if I was you. Especially since you ain't in New York City no more, boy. Now, I asked you a question, and I need to remember whatever your whore mama taught you as manners and answer it. I'm Sergeant Thompson of the Stackhouse Police Department. I don't got much patience for showbiz types. So if you would kindly direct me to Mr. Stevenson's room, I won't detain you any further. I keep hearing that uh, ebook authors make less than a dollar something a day, which is pretty good haul if you think about it. I mean, that's $366 on a leap year. Oh, hey, everybody. JD Graves here. I'm sure you've seen those videos where some marketing guru shows off all of his McLarens and Benjamins and tries to get you excited about this or that. Well, thrill seekers, I'm here to tell you, this is not one of those videos. Mini Cooper, Porsche Cabrera. Mint condition, still in the box. I also have a Fez. I know what you're thinking, thrill seekers. How did you get all that awesome stuff, JD? I'm here to tell you. I bought a copy of Iconoclash Review number five. You too can buy this at fromdownandoutbooks.com. Go on, treat yourself. Unleash the quality cheap thrills that you know are inside these pages. Or not, you don't even have to read it. Quality. Cheap. Thrills. Mm -hmm.